Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. And now, the When Words Fail Music Speaks interview. Hey everybody, welcome to When Words Fail Music Speaks. Uh, my name is Blake Mosley. I'm joined by James Cox today. How you doing, James? Good, man. How are you? Awesome. Uh, we have a very special guest uh, on the show today. I was not able to sit in on the episode where we had another member of the Dead Deads uh, a few episodes back. Um, but uh, yeah, so we've got uh, Daisy Dead on the show today. Daisy, how you doing? Doing awesome. 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 Well, I've got a little, uh, just a short little bio that I found uh, about the Dead Deads real quick, and then we'll jump right in. Right. Uh, so uh, the Dead Deads are a hard rock alternative quartet from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, followed followed and aided by their faithful fan army known as the Dead Corps. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have uh, created a sound and a culture that is part heritage, part science fiction. That's super cool. Uh, mm-hmm. And all rock. Heads bang as metal and grunge riffs are beaten into submission by relentless, often bombastic rhythms. Uh, 1960 harmonies, brutal growls, and finely crafted wordplay. Uh, force unexpected stops and odd time signatures into undeniable hooks, creating a new brand of drum-driven rock, brutal, silly, and sublime. Wow. Uh, How so, many sentences is that? Was that one long That's sentence? That's probably just one. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's really anyone, good. <laughs> anyone that's like really into English is probably like that guy. I just, <laughs> oh, butchered that whole thing. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, so James. No, had that was awesome. It was all, it's all excellent. But it was just like, well, wait a second. I, I feel like it. I've been on that trip for a little bit. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to find like these bios online because I'm terrible at writing this type of stuff. So I'll, yeah. just, I'll search some articles and find something. And uh, <laughs> that one seemed like it was a lot packed into one paragraph. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so James had the pleasure of talking uh, to Meta Dead mm-hmm. uh, on the show a few episodes back. So today we've got the opportunity to talk to you and I'm able to sit in on this one. Um, so welcome, Daisy. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Um, it's been a beautiful week here in Nashville and yeah, I can't complain. Nice. Are you gearing up for uh, Elsa? Is there any? Oh, we had, yeah, I guess yesterday we had like an afternoon thunder shower and I, I hear it looks like it was supposed to rain a whole lot today. I think they pushed it back to tomorrow, but yeah, I don't think we'll get too much. It'll just be, you know, well, just some regular rain. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. We, we're in Columbia and, and I got like, like very, very little rain. So I don't think we're in the, we're in the zone of where it's going to go, but I don't yeah. think it's going to be that bad this time around, you know, so hopefully, hopefully not. <laughs> yeah we're, we love a rainstorm like my wife and i were like when we heard that there was a hurricane like approaching we we're like oh cool, rain 
Like we were exactly. all exactly the rings, Harry Potter, whatever we need to do uh, just to enjoy it. And I think for this one, you have to sing, let it go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can do that. <laughs> we're people. We, I'm sure we can fire that up and, and uh, we'll have a problem. So, <laughs> so, um, that, now that we're coming out of the, uh, COVID era, um, hopefully, you know, um, yeah. uh, how, yeah. how has your COVID, uh, station being at home i mean like did you like were, were you productive or did you just uh you know just was, just take it easy for the most part somewhere in the middle i have a day job i work for a company called bitch and sauce um that i was already doing um before COVID hit so i was already kind of in front of a computer on my phone during the day right um, and working from home and stuff already. So that was normal, but then not being able to do anything other than that yeah. was, was different. Um, especially not being able to do music. So like we weren't rehearsing, we had a, we had a big tour that we were going to do that got canceled, um, with the darkness, um, wow. and a lot of that activity. And we couldn't, I don't know if I already said we couldn't get together and rehearse, which we're doing this weekend. Nice. Um, but, I don't know. I guess um, also like everybody else, I watched Tiger King and and um, I don't know, made recipes and stuff and just try to you know get through it. But I don't know. It wasn't. I didn't really have as bad of a time as as other people did. So aside from missing out on performing and also attending um, live shows, it it was all right for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's we all kind of. I don't know. I guess it like affected a lot of people differently. Um, yeah. I, where I work at, uh, I work at a body shop here in town. It never shut down. So it's yeah. nothing nice. really changed. Like I, yeah. I, I kept going to work. My wife got to work from home and she loved mm -hmm. it. And she's, you know, not looking forward to going back into an office setting mm -hmm. uh, whenever all this is said and done. But, um, you know, it, it affected everybody kind of differently. I think for me, and I'm thankful but the the most it impacted me, I would say, was the fact that I couldn't go see a movie or go to a show or anything. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, really, the worst part for me was just um, you know following along with social media and just all the anger that people had about yeah. <laughs> things and confusion. Yeah. Um, you know, confusion about what a lockdown is like here in Nashville. Same thing. We weren't really locked down. Like I guess there was two or three weeks that almost everything was really shut down right. but uh, after that it was like there's people going to work I, there's a place across the street that's a place of business and you know those trucks were parked on the street you know pretty yeah. much the whole time and everybody's working i could go to the grocery store whenever i wanted i could do almost everything else i wanted to do aside from like you said a few things um but then other people had the perception that you know everything is shut down all of the businesses are, are shut, and yeah. they weren't like even restaurants you know you you could get um pickup orders which i was doing right. and yeah. i was even you know able to try new dishes learn about new restaurants and coffee shops and stuff and i don't know yeah, yeah so the most frustrating part was just everybody being mad at each other i guess <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely well i find it really cool that you watched the tiger king because that's like the nice favorite favorite show favorite netflix show on earth and I, I i think i almost forgot about it like we it came up in conversation the other day and i was like yeah. oh, you remember how fun yeah. that like portion of the yeah. 
the whole like that was that was the fun because everybody was watching it and yeah and, and i think it took that. <laughs> right, yeah and i think it took took our minds away from the actual well you get the the, the 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 virus and being shut down yeah. it's like oh my god so yeah that, that took a, a lot of my time away from the from learning about what's out there you know yeah so that really helped me out a lot you know totally yeah, yeah. Did you yeah, do any like songwriting or anything during that? Like, it, it, did you find it hard to write whenever you're, when you know, well, I've got all this time now, like, you know. I, I found it hard because it was, it was really distract. I was distracted by all of the the, right. the politics and everything. And it was really depressing and scary watching, you know, like the case numbers and death numbers and the stories and things like that. So, I mean, I, I definitely was affected, I guess, emotionally from all that. But looking back, it's like, that was all, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was all kind of. It was it was bad, and I'm glad yep. we fought it and got through it. But um, so I wrote a little bit, um, and and definitely just like some silly, stupid songs that wouldn't be like for <laughs> to build out as rock songs or anything. But yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't do a whole lot. I didn't hunker down. I didn't do the opposite. Like some people were just like, "Ooh, now's my time to like create, create, create." I was more consume, consume, consume. I read a lot more and watched a whole lot more TV and movies and stuff. Sure. I, th I think we all did, you know, and, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. So I, th I, I, I think, uh, well, well, what, like, like I said before, uh, watching TV helped me get my mind off things. Listening to music was a big factor in me, in my, yeah. you know, my area. Um, cause mm -hmm. music just helps me with everything, you know, cause I have, to be honest with you, I have depression. And I and then I'm pretty sure Blake does too. <laughs> yeah, so never, yeah, um, never yeah. been like officially. He's never been you know that or anything, but you know, yeah, yeah. been told that all the signs are there. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, but music moves me in ways that you know I can't really you know tell tell you about it sometimes. So this is a really powerful tool, and I'm you know, and I thank God to this day that music is still here. You know, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I did a lot more. Yeah, listening to music too, and yeah. and. I didn't do it on purpose, but I found myself there in, in a phase where I was doing deep dives on 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 records and stuff, yeah. and it was really fun, kind of listening back. Uh, one I remember was like Guns and Roses, which I just take for granted. I knew the stuff um, and loved it, but I had never just sat down and listened, especially as an adult or as a, as a musician. Um, and imagining myself in the studio with the guys doing Use yeah. Your Illusion, you know, just yeah. think, thinking about the decisions they made and yeah. or even just like, wow, that solo or just, yeah. you know, the, the different things or another one um, like Duran Duran Rio. Like, I can't yeah. believe they like that would never fly today. They would, it would be too long. They the mm -hmm. the bridge on on I think that song is just insane um and goes all over the place and they would have cut it down but yeah, it was like that was the 80s man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's the so funny. The long like, song, you know. Yeah. yeah. And listening to stuff you you hear it and you're like, "Man, I just don't know if that would be as popular today like it right. was it came out at exactly the right time it was supposed to." And then there's yeah. some things you listen Two that are normal and or or, or more up to date, and you're like, why is it this more popular? If this would have come out 20 years ago, it would have been amazing. You know, there's yeah. a, there's a band from Florence, uh, South Carolina here that um, came out probably like 10 years ago, at least 10 or 15, and uh, they didn't get too terribly big. Mm -hmm. But I, I always said if they would have come out in the 90s, 
Like they sounded just like Matchbox Twenty and oh yeah, all those guys. They they would have exploded, but it's just you missed the the mark there, I guess. But yeah, but yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> but yeah, that that was fun. I do a lot of like walking in the park. There's a, a park right near me, so I do that quite a bit. And so there was like earbuds in the ears and yeah. <laughs> a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, do do you think the reason why um the the uh, the Duran Duran song Duran Duran band wouldn't work today is because uh, people now have very short attention spans and they're not fully aware of where they are or what they're doing at the time of day? I don't know. I, I guess there's, I, I don't know if it was an audience thing. Cause I think if that came out today, like you were there, there are some things and I know what you mean. It, it wouldn't yeah. be popular, but I think that could be popular today. They're just scared or like the box has gotten a lot smaller in terms of like what, what they're expecting, even in ter- terms of like uh, song length. Um, you know, they always, they want it to be three minutes and 30 seconds, I think. Right. Is the right yeah, yeah. Um, right, yeah. and so it'd be like, this is awesome, but you got to cut, you know? And, right. and so, but back then I think it was, um, y- you know, like radio was more DJ driven and so they could sit there and play a six minute song. Right. right. Like November rain, it's just go back to Guns N' Roses. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's like a TV to song, right? Yeah. Right, right. And, and it's amazing and awesome. Uh, and maybe uh, there's examples of that kind of song that are out there today. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I, I, but I can't think of one. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't noticed. Yeah. Or I guess the classic one is Bohemian Rhapsody. And I think right, even yeah. in, even at that time, the story is like, this will never make it because it's too long, and it did. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so, so maybe maybe Duran Duran just made a good enough argument, like, "Hey, Bohemian Rhapsody did." Yeah. <laughs> Queen. And it worked. And it worked. Well. Yeah. So. I just listened to uh, a, an episode of um, Wizard and the Bruiser where they talked about uh, Rush, and mm. uh, they they brought up their song length and how you know intricate the songs were, and then how long they were, yada yada yada. So, mm-hmm. and what they did for like prog metal, so at the time when they came out, you know, songs like Bohemian Rhapsody, I forgot what they referred to them as, but it was something like potty tracks or something. And it oh, was like, wow. so a DJ could throw it on and then like go use the bathroom and have enough time to like, <laughs> you know, grab something to drink or whatever and come back in. And that way the song's still going. So when Rush came around, they were like, heck yeah, let's, let's put some Rush on. We can go do whatever. And, uh, <laughs> I've never heard that, but it makes complete yeah. sense. Also makes complete sense why they would be popular with the DJs. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah dude, uh, put that on. I've got to go uh, outside real quick. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's hilarious, but it's it's just funny the time frame. And I didn't grow up in that time frame, so I don't know. Like you know, it you know, downloading is the big thing now, and streaming stuff, and it's just yeah. totally different experience. But it, it's also funny how that stuff makes a comeback. Uh, you know, James does a lot of like vinyl uh, videos, and you know when he buys, yeah, when he buys his mm-hmm. vinyl, you know, talks about it. And, yeah. um, it's cool to see that make a comeback and, and cassettes even are making a big comeback. So I know I, I'm all for that. I thought cassettes were amazing. <laughs> I liked cassettes. I had, I had, um, I mean, it was what the, it's just what there was. Right. Um, yeah. Well also, cause when I, it was when I was a kid and now I'm thinking like it was also cause my parents would listen to vinyl, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't have my own record player. And even if I did, I know, you know, you got to take care of it. And my, I think my dad, I don't remember that well, but I think he was a little bit 
more fastidious than he like didn't want to let the children play with the record player. So right, yeah, my my dad was big on that. He was a he was a huge vinyl guy, and he had all these Motown records and things. And uh, I remember one time in particular, I uh, I was really getting into Lincoln Park, mm. uh, and. I saw that they had a DJ and I just thought that was the coolest thing. And so <laughs> one day I go up and grab some Motown records and my dad's turntables uh -huh. that he had up there and uh -uh. and he caught me and uh, was not good. No. It was not, not good. That was at a special, all. special equipment for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they good. saw it back then and cause they didn't see the future yet. Um, that, right that was like kind of like a life that's supposed to it's like an investment and you're going to be listening to this for the rest of your life unless you break it or something right. so yeah it was like you got to put it back in the dust jacket and back and i guess some people i do that kind of too but i also like when i'm listening to records they're just kind of sitting out <laughs> i don't take like crazy good care of them because you can get more or, or listen to something else i don't know right yeah so i'm going to take all the way back to your to when you were a teenager uh, so my first question for you is, uh, if we were hanging out with you back when you were a teenager, um, during the punk scene, uh, which, you know, in the eighties or early nineties, uh, which, uh, live bands would we go see and where would we see them at? Like which live bands was I seeing yes. back then? Yes. Um, it would just be like local punk bands, um, in the, like at Lucy's record shop here oh, nice. yeah. <laughs> in Nashville. Um, they, they did lots of uh, stuff i would you would have definitely see me um with my friends shook it um who now have gone on to do other things and um now is, is abandoned here in nashville called tower defense right with members but my my friend mike one of my oldest oldest dearest friends um so i still go out and see his shows i've been doing that my whole life um and aside from that oh yeah and jeremy jeremy the drummer was in that so the two of them um and so then we would also be going to see Fun Girls from Mount Pilot. Um, and he, that lead singer went on and, and did lots of different things, including got into wrestling. Nice. Oh, <laughs> wow. Um, I love wrestling too, yeah. yeah. And he had like a wrestling-themed band there for a while that got um, um, the Mighty Jabronis um, that I think I, I think a, they've broken up by now. But yeah, we'd just be seeing like a bunch of crazy punk rock. Right. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, we've we don't have a lot of I don't know. I, I guess like as far there's not a big punk scene in South Carolina. Uh, no, now not. there's there's you know great punk bands that come around. It, the scene is not really here, but yeah, uh, you know we've we've got New Brooklyn Tavern in Columbia, um, where James lives. I live in Sumter. I'm about forty minutes away. Yeah. Ah. Um, but uh, uh, New Brooklyn Tavern is I, I've heard it referred to as the CBGBs of the, of the South. Oh, cool. I've never been to CBGB, so I can't like right. say that's the case. Yeah. I'll never get to go, but <laughs> um, yeah, that that's where I, I know James has, has been to tons of shows there. I've I been have, to tons yeah. of shows there. So that was, yep. it's a little hole in a wall place. You know, it's not, it's, yeah. it's as big as my apartment building right now. And wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's, yeah, but it's awesome. You know, I mean, cause, cause great bands come there like, like, uh, like Unearth and uh, like many bands I can't think of right now, but yeah, that, I saw that, that, that moment at, at uh, New Brooklyn Tavern. Really? 
Where they got really big. I, like, uh-huh. I have to put that out there. I'm one of those people. Like, yeah, saw you them. saw them saw before. Them. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. They opened up for Norma Jean. Uh, and uh, it was it was before they got really big. Like I saw them at some festivals after that. And that was when their theatrics and, you know, were great. And uh, pyrotechnic uh, stuff was just on point. And so this this band that I knew was probably like itching to have a bigger show was really confined to this very tiny stage, like right. just all kind of like bunched up together. But man, what a great show. I bet. Smallest venue possible. There's also a place a place in Columbia called called uh, Hailliners, which also Hailstorm. And I know yep. that y'all toured with them, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, we've got to tour with them twice. They they took us on our first tour. Okay. So so we were just, um, and to some extent still are, but we at the time very much more of a just a local punk band too. Right. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, uh, Meta made friends with Lizzie on the plane, and you know we kind of kept in touch. And then they came and saw a show, and then they just had an opening on a tour. Like another band dropped out or something, and they were like, "Do you guys want to do it?" And, like, and yes, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. And- yeah. We all had day jobs, right. and we kept our day jobs. But it was like we had to check in our our all of our holiday <laughs> hours, yeah. our vacation time, and but yeah, that was that kind of set it off and took us to that next level where we were looking at other tours and and a lot more serious about everything. Yeah, cool, awesome. Um, so I read. I was wondering actually before we change yeah. the place you were just talking about. Um, was that is that an all ages club? I believe it is. I think so. Yeah. 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 Cause that's the key. Cause I was thinking when I was saying Lucy's like, that was pretty much the only place I went to. Cause that was the all ages place. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a teenager. So that was like the only place I could go. Maybe I'm, I maybe I'm forgetting enough about another place or two. And every now and then, you know, a touring show, um, you know, would be all ages, but not always. Yeah. It, it would have had to have been, cause I was in high school when I went to my first show there. So, um, I can't remember how old I was, but I remember not being able to hear anything the next day in class. Yeah. <laughs> so loud, right? <laughs> right by my head. Yeah. Ringing in my ear, but man, it was a great show. Yeah. So that does a lot. All ages clubs, you know, thinking just having this conversation, it does a lot to, to kind of influence or get kids into that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. That's like the only thing they can do. And so right. that's, that kind of influences what you're going to, do after that like when you do pick up a guitar what are you gonna do you're gonna play right well yeah. um so when when you were um um seeing all these punk bands was there a punk band like so loud you can you can take you take it and like you know you're like i gotta give you a minute and you walk outside and you know because because i'll tell you my experience okay so i um i saw slayer when they when they did the final tour and I, Ooh, yeah. And, yeah, and I couldn't stand in this like because it was so loud. I, I, my ear, my eardrum would have burst <laughs> if I like stayed there. Yeah, and, yeah, because uh, I think what they do is they uh, uh, turn that up to like twenty three on amps and just play <laughs> out. You know, it's like it's unbelievable. You know, uh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely like that. There was, I think, there were some also experimental, kind of more noisy, punky bands that right. were just that would make just like industrial sounds. Yeah, that would be really, really loud. Yeah. Um, but that was th- they would have like weird videos in the background flashing, and then it would be like. Aah! 
those kinds of things that would get pretty loud, but I would I would suffer through it. Yeah, for right. the- <laughs> that's all for the music, right? Yeah. 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 So uh, we read where you were in uh, an IT project manager. At that's one right. Time. Yeah. First off, I want to know what that is. Right. Oh, um, well, well, when you need to implement a new software solution, you've got to have someone um, that... And then we come to you, right? <laughs> make it happen. Yeah, that yeah. coordinates the whole thing. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it goes from kind of the genesis of the idea of we need this or that uh, to, to figure out the budgeting, like how asking your programmers what you have today. Can we just, can we work this out in-house? If so, how long will that take? How expensive will that be? If not, are there other solutions out of the box? How expensive is that? Well, we have to hire somebody to run that or do, do we have the talent in-house? All that kind of stuff, pre-planning. And then yeah. How are we going to do this? And it's been years now, but <laughs> gotcha. does that answer your question? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's no, fine. Because yeah, yeah. when I read the, the job title, I was like, oh, no, that's kind of interesting. I'm kind of aware of what a project manager would be, but then the IT side kind of threw me for a loop. So I just wanted to, I wanted to double check. Yeah, um, yeah. So I helped implement uh, some ER, uh, ERP solution. I was a business analyst on some ERP solution implementations and helped with the uh, HR software implementations. Very cool. No, that's that's awesome. Now things that like that. You, like, you want to hire me? No. Wanted to do yes, or no, it, like how did that come about? And then what was your, um, you know, was that just like kind of like a, you know, back pocket thing while you were waiting for the music career to take off? Mm-mm. No, I I got into that. Um, I guess just through, I was a business analyst um, within IT and was doing like database stuff and, and working with working with programmers. A business analyst is, is somebody that they call it like a liaison um, between business and IT. And it kind of is like a translator. So you go talk to a business person and figure out what they want, but then translate it for the IT person. <laughs> instead of like this button don't go you know like (laughs) you know get more specific exactly which button and like when this happens what should happen um and so that's what i was doing for a long time and that's just like part of the like uh, career path within it okay and i got my my pmo pm pmi certification if now i forget what it's called i did get certified which is kind of a big deal you have to um, have X number of years of experience in all these different sections of the life cycle of a project. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I had to be on many projects and, and work for many years to even qualify. And then you have to take like a kind of hard test. Um, yeah. and, and that's just for all of project management though. Um, so theoretically that translates to any other kind of project, but yeah, I was just in the IT. Nice. Got nice. You. So, like, how how long after that happened, that big accomplishment, when you were just like, out of here, uh, my band's doing really great, so I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah, so I wasn't even... At first, most of that journey, I wasn't playing music at all. Um, and okay. and um, and then Meta had started, like, we, we started a band, um, and she made me pick up bass. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so... Then, you know, we started a band and then we got the Dead Deads going and then the Hailstorm tour. And then uh, then we got, I think then it was Shipper, no, it was Motorboat. 
um, then another year after that. And then we finally, so I was already like having to take vacation um, and, and things like that. And then it just got to a point, we got another tour with POD and it was out West. It was going to be a lot longer and we had just gotten off a boat and it was like, I've got to pick one or the other. I can't do both. And I decided to pick, to go for music. Cause it was looking like, you know, we're going to keep doing this. So, right. yeah. So what you, what first the sell like for the hailstorm tour was like, I know this is crazy, but we are going on tour and it was like, this is a one, one big opportunity and yeah. saw it as this one time I'm going right. to do this. And then I kept coming back to the well and it was like, nah, like, I'm going to, I'm going to keep it. So were you always like, like attracted to the, to the base or did you like, 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 cause you, just, you I know you just said that, like, like Amanda talked you into it, into the mm-hmm. base. Um, did you always find the base very, very uh, unique and, and, and like mysterious or did you not want to? I didn't think twice about the base really most of the time. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Honestly, I, I did, like, yeah, I mean, there's some, you know, awesome bass lines. I love music. I've always loved music. I played yeah. trumpet and piano in school. Um, and, and I kept up the piano. I have a keyboard and, and I would play on that, but I, I'm playing like Chopin or whatever, just right. for fun. And, yeah. um, yeah, I, I hadn't really like tuned into bass or bass lines or bass playing. I mean, I couldn't even tell you, I mean, they look like guitars, right. just to really, fun. Yeah. like I did, I generally understood the difference between the two. And I love, you know, with the symphony, you know, like pizzicato bass, you know, that's beautiful and everything. Um, but yeah, when she was like, do it. And then I, I picked it up and with whatever talent I already had or skills I already had, it was really easy to just start, especially at what we were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because... I didn't have to pick it up and be Getty Lee. <laughs> well, I mean, Getty Lee lost them too, you know, yeah. but, uh, yeah. but uh, I read that you played the, uh, the trumpet and piano uh, during your high school years. Mm-hmm. Um, so between the bass trumpet and, and uh, piano, which, which out of those three are your most favorite to, to actually play? At any, uh, at any time, I, uh, I guess it would be bass because um, it's kind of like just quieter and easier to do. Right. If, yeah. Uh, but to, so if I'm thinking like, oh, you ha- you have to play some, you have to play something right now, you know. I guess, and I've been playing the bass a lot more, so I've, I've got that. It's easier for me, but I enjoy playing all of them. I mean, with trumpet. Um, uh, I was in a band that was that does like Afrobeat stuff, um, and it was like jazz, and they were all really excellent musicians. Um, and I had a great time doing that kind of stuff, and I really enjoyed being in in like marching band and concert yeah. band in school too. So, I it's just a different thing, right? Yeah, James, you know I'm going to take this next question. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so all right, so we just talked about trumpet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we've also discussed that you're a uh, punk rock fan. So I have to ask, and I'm sure you you know it's coming. Was there ever a ska band that you <laughs> played for? I haven't played officially for a ska band. I've sat in. So I have stood on stage okay. and played ska songs on the stage. <laughs> I wanted to make a huge comeback. I'm, yeah. I'm dying for ska to just come back and I guess it's kind of in a, in a way it's making its, its way back into 
little bit of the mainstream. Uh, I don't think it's going but, to, because this is why, because it, it, it's it's like it tries to a little bit here and there. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's going to come back to where it was was because even when it came back in the nineties. Yeah. Um, because that it was like an older, you know, that was from before that time. Right. Um. That it was still a novelty even then. Yeah. So it never really, it never became that normal. Yeah. It just like. So, so I don't. Th I just don't think it'll really come back. I'm just. Uh, I'm waiting and I'm hoping and I'm praying that He's one day I'll make a huge yeah. comeback. I'm a huge ska fan. Well, if by comeback you mean like those bands touring again, that's happening. You I'm know? good with that. Yeah, yeah. they're back. They're that. back on the road. I've yeah. seen Less than Jake. I've seen Real Big stuff. Fish. Like yeah. I, you know, I've, I've managed to see those guys at like Warp Tour and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. RIP to Warp Tour, but uh, yeah, I I just um. Whenever we have some local ska bands in town, so really? probably any night of the week here in Nashville, you can go see a ska band anytime oh, I you love want. To Nashville. I mean, it's <laughs> Nashville. Nashville. What am I yeah. doing here, James? I, what, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> we should go down to Daisy. We should go visit Daisy and you know, she take us out to see some punk if, bands, man. If I can't yeah. get my ska punk, then I'd, I don't even want to live here anymore. So, <laughs> done. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Come on in. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, so I found your uh, your your, your writing style very unique because I because I read it on a, on a, on a uh, on a blog blog yes that's the word uh, um, that uh, those are still around right yeah, yeah, yeah. so I read that um, you a weblog <laughs> right yeah. what yeah. what what yeah um, but I read that uh, that that you'll work on individual songs come in one room after that later on and then work on it together. Is that still your how you do things, and 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 if you can elaborate on like what does the whole whole thing look like? I think most of the time, yeah, we we come in the room with very little, if nothing at all, and and just like you start, you start, or one of us might have already come, like been prepared with an idea. Like next time we write, you know, I'm gonna throw this out um, mm -hmm. as a start, or. Even if it's not something we've written, like next time you write, I've really been loving that new weekend single or something. <laughs> like, and let's right. just you know keep that, or as a starting point anyway. And right. then one of us will start playing something, and then the other starts playing along, and the other one, and then we just kind of jam that and decide: Do we like that? Do we want to keep doing it? And if so, then okay, where do we go from here? You know, was that a verse? Was right. that a chorus? And so it is. It's really organic. Um, Sometimes one one of us will flesh it out more and then present it to the band, but not not even that much. That's that's more rare. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean we're all open to that. And even even once it's once it's within the three of us and we start jamming, rehearsing it, it still transforms from there. So yeah, was there like like a song that you that that just didn't work at all? And you're like, okay, well, we have a few we usually we usually keep working them until they work if that makes sense yeah. you know like if it's too boring then you know one of us will like say well how about we go to this note instead oh that feels fun you know yeah. or or you know a lot of times the solution to like it being boring is like hey mcqueen do a completely opposite what play the opposite of what you think you should play here right. or play this uh, and the, the classic one is play the stupidest drum beat ever you know <laughs> and we'll, you know, and work from there, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
yeah, so I guess we have the motto of like, it's done when it's done, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we're, we definitely just kind of play and feel it out. And that's the fun of, that's like, I think it's all three of our favorite parts. Like we're rehearsing this weekend and I'm, I'm really excited and we're going to work the songs, but it won't surprise me if we also just go, let's just write them. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we're not, we have no intent of playing playing a new thing like anytime soon because we have a new record coming out we've got plenty of yes. new stuff but yes. yeah we just enjoy doing that yeah and it's it blows my mind you hear so many stories about bands writing songs and how it just almost ended up just getting scrapped all together just because nobody's really driving on it only one person really cares about mm -hmm. the song the rest of them aren't too crazy about it and um so that's good that it's just like mm, we got this idea. Let's just figure out what works, you know, and, you know, make it, make it happen. Yeah. We, like well, and, and we don't necessarily like, we don't force it either. Yeah. Like, right. it's just like, nah, or, yeah. you know, realize, Oh, wait, we just rewrote the song, you know, a song sure. that we already have or something. Mm -hmm. Then like, yeah. we'll let it be. If, if we get, if we get it to a point where we're playing through it, like where we can kind of perform it for each other roughly, um, we'll record it on one of our phones and name it and send it to each other so we have it. And sometimes that's what we'll do. We'll just go back to like, wait, what was that thing? Yeah. Did we write a little weird, you know, David Bowie thing? Some yeah. <laughs> and pull that back up and see what we can do with it. Yeah. And that's what I like about you guys too, is it's like, it never feels like the same thing over and over and over again. Um, which I'm sure that makes for a great live show as well. I've never had the chance to see you guys play live, but uh, just getting a mix of a little bit of this, a little bit of that just makes for an interesting show. Like it, mm -hmm. it, it keeps it fresh, I guess is the best way to put it. Good. I'm glad yeah. it feels, I say this all the time. It doesn't sound that mixed up to me. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah you're all it playing, sounds you know? very like, yeah. this is what it should be. Cause, yeah. I, mean, right, right. Cause I was there for the genesis yeah. of it, I guess it's like, well, yeah, this isn't a weird break at all. Yeah. <laughs> it had to happen, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm sure there's there's been situations where you're you're like you're like working on one song and they're like, okay, well let's show that for about a year or so, come back with fresh eyes and you know, mm. kinda kinda finish it up. Right. We we definitely had one that we put on the shelf and it's kind of a funny story that um that we recorded, we really enjoyed. Um and we wrote it really fast too. It was just <clears throat> And we didn't have that much more time. It was like we were about to leave. Um, and it was like, well, we got 30 minutes or whatever and did something. And we all just got on it really fast. And it felt really good and um, named it. We recorded it. Uh, and I forget who it was, whose job that was, but it might have been me. But named it the 10-minute song. And that was because we wrote it in 10 minutes. But there for after that, like when we were go back, okay, what are the songs we wrote on the last couple sessions or whatever? And all of us would just ignore the 10 minute song because you don't want to listen to a 10 minute song. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> or I'm just, like, or not that. just listen, but also then try to relearn it or whatever, mm. like for yeah. next time. And so finally, I think it was Meta that like actually like had the bravery to open the thing and listen to it. And it was like, holy shit, this was this awesome song that we wrote. Yeah. <laughs> and forgot and, all about this. Yeah, it, it came back and it's on the record now. So nice. it's not 10 minutes long. It's, it's 3.30. 3 <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm good with anything 10 minutes that y'all do. Y'all yeah, yeah, are awesome, man. It's just uh, so intimidating, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Throughout this, yeah. this one, like, oh, the ten minute. I don't know. <laughs> well, there yeah. are some great ten minute songs, like uh, like Green Grass and High Tides, and uh, 
throwing him in that's that's about that's not ten minutes, but that's a long song in, in yeah. itself. Yeah. So there are some great songs that that are over, you know, the three minute and thirty second mark. Oh yeah, that, uh, yeah. I, I, mean, I love those journeys. I actually just got on a um, Jim Steinman kick. Are you guys familiar with that songwriter? I don't, I don't think that. He recently passed away, but that isn't what kicked it off for me. Um, have you seen or heard of the movie called Streets of Fire? No. I don't think I have. Well, write it down. No, okay. need this thing. <laughs> um, it was, it's an 80s movie that was a complete flop. It's one of those like so bad it's good, but I don't even think it's all that it. bad. It stars Willem Dafoe. I think it's the biggest. Oh, and Rick Moranis. Um, and a bunch nice. of other people and, um, but it has these like crazy eighties and what it feels like is that they're ripping off eighties stuff. Um, and I didn't know any of this. I started watching it cold and there's like that song, total eclipse of the heart. It's yeah. a complete rip off of that song. <laughs> there's another one. That's a complete rip off of meatloaf. Oh, and no. then turns out it's the same songwriter that did it. What? And, <laughs> and then it got me into, yeah, like remembering all those Meat Love songs and all just these kind of crazy, trippy journeys that, yeah. and even Total Eclipse of the Heart yeah. is an insane song. It is. Um, which, again, to keep just chatting about stuff, like, have you seen the video for Total Eclipse of the Heart? Yes. So, like way back when, so yeah. Yeah. Well, you need to watch it again. It's crazy. And there's actually a Vulture um, blog post that, that kind of breaks down, like, how weird it really is. Like, yeah. wait, there's ninjas, and there's football players, and there's a yeah. dove, and there's <laughs> – wait, is she in love with her students? It, it's right. just really – Weird. Yeah. <laughs> All that Very stuff is just – but it's still fun to, like, escape into. And, Yeah. There's a YouTube video that we came across several years ago that's total eclipse of the heart, but it's like a literal interpretation of what's <laughs> happening in the video set to the tune of total eclipse of the heart. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen on YouTube. I've, yeah, I think I've seen that. And yeah. It is amazing. I haven't seen it in a while. I'll have to pull it back up. But um, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That is one of the weirdest music videos. It me, really is. Yeah. I'm and you can't overbuild it. And so it's like that. It's like Streets of Fire is like that. I can't yeah. oversell it because it's yeah. crazier than I can describe. I, I <laughs> oversell it so, right? Like Diane Lane's in that. So yes, I'm, Diane Lane. I'm That's right. That was Diane Lane. Yep. Somebody else really big. Yeah. Uh, Willem Dafoe's haircut is amazing. So um, I'm going to have to check that out. Well, yeah, we both you are. Definitely. <laughs> you won't regret it. I promise you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I have a question about your song Murder Ballad 2. Okay. Uh, so I am a huge Corey Taylor fan. Uh, yeah. I, you know, Slipknot was my introduction to a lot of heavy music mm -hmm. uh, at a very young age. Uh, so can you tell me what it was like to work with him? I didn't work with him directly as much. So Meta would, really? it has, has better insight into that. But, um, it, you know, we, we toured with them, with Stone Sour, um, a couple of years ago, I guess it's been three years now. Um, and I can just give you insight into him. He's just like a ball of fire. He's got so much energy yeah. and just kind of radiates, you know, excitement and, and just all this positive energy. Yeah. Um, and murder ballad. So that's, it's called murder ballad two. Cause the murder ballad one is on, um, our, uh, record for your obliteration that was produced by Paige Hamilton of Helmet. Um, all right. And that was Corey's favorite 
song from that record. Mm -hmm. And and so when we were writing for Tell Your Girls It's All Right, some of the things we were doing, especially going back once we had written and decided on the songs, we were kind of going back and like trying to knit some of the details from earlier um, records and earlier songs into this one as kind of like Easter eggs for the dead core. Mm -hmm. um, and so we were like, oh, let's write a murder ballad. Um, and just to kind of reprise that just for the fun yeah. of it. And then it was like, well, that was Corey's favorite song. Maybe he'd want to, you know, help. And sure. so she asked him and he said yes. And he sent some ideas, you know, song and play guitar on some stuff. And they worked back and forth on that. Um, I think we did a little bit of polishing on our end, sent it back to him and, and went through all that. And same thing on the lyrics. They, they went back and forth with that. But he was so kind to... To participate at all and went all the way he went from writing to singing on it um and in the video <laughs> so yeah. it was really awesome and and awesome. really got our stuff out in front of uh some new people that hadn't heard of us before yeah absolutely yeah I, i've been a big fan of his for a number of years uh slipknot was a big influence on me like i said uh, stone sour was a big one as well so yeah uh, he uh he seems like a very interesting character uh, he is. From, uh from youtube videos that i've seen interviews and stuff like that um i really like anytime he comes up in conversation i'm like yeah he's great have you guys seen his neck have you seen how big the guy's neck yeah. is like, it's amazing. Uh, and uh <laughs> so. yeah the very first show we played with them um was a one-off and we we said yes anyway but it was one-off like in buffalo or something way up there maybe syracuse um mm -hmm. way way up there we said yes um and so we drove all the way up there and as we were putting our merch table together and like setting up he made a point to come over and introduce ourselves so he, he wasn't like mr star or anything yeah. he introduced and bought merch with his own money Oh, that's he, cool. We were trying to just give it to him, and then he immediately went and, and cut up, cut it up a little bit, like custom, and he wore it on stage. And he like oh, he he wore our merch on stage and, and our hat, and oh, nice. he's just really cool. And he does he does that for a, a lot of different bands and stuff. He's just very supportive and yeah. and kind of sweet and cool. That's cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's nice to hear because you, yeah. you you never they always say you don't want to meet your idols. You do want to meet that uh, one. I yeah. want to meet him. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I, I I met him once, but but it was like a hi, how are you doing? Because he was um he was yeah. he was signing he was signing at a at a at a show, and the Queen of was playing at the House of Blues, Ooh. and yeah, and they came in to sign and did, did like a signing. So I'm like, how you doing, man? And he's like, all right, man. <laughs> and he just like my mm -hmm. out, you know, because there was a, like a line out in the door, you know, waiting yeah. for him to. Find other pre people's uh, stuff, but uh, yeah, but that's really cool. He, yeah. seems, he seems like a really down to earth kind of good dude, you know. He really is. Well, both he's down to earth and and as far as at a human level, but then he's like yeah. crazy. Yeah, <laughs> he's got yeah. a million ideas. He's going around oh, yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah, he, he's written so, like like well like four books and came up with two yeah, bands and it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, ball of fire. There I'll we go. go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about your um, new album coming out on August 20th uh, this year. Uh, it's that's called right. uh, Tell Your Girls That's All Right. Coming uh, up. Yes, yep. and I pre-ordered the album on Vinyl Record. So I'm Great. waiting, I'm yeah. waiting. Yeah, because uh, we all have the uh, pink and blue vinyl, and I'm, and I'm a big uh, color vinyl fan of all it's kinds of, you know. 
Yes, me too. And it's so pretty. Yeah. 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 Um, So can you tell us uh, where you got inspiration from this album and the title of this record? Um, Shoot. Tell your girls it's all right. I feel like I should know, but for some reason I'm blanking. I'm like, is it? I think it's a lyric. It's one of our lyrics. Um, Matt, I don't get it. It's been, it's just become its own thing for so long that I'm like, right, yeah. okay, it's in Cure for Life. Yes, okay. it's in the chorus. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, right. back to me. <laughs> so it's a callback from that. Um, yeah. And it was, so it was done and written and all that stuff decided pre COVID. But um, I think it, we were still going through some stuff. Um, as a country and as a world just between um you know different political things or you know global warming or other difficulties and and so it's kind of a a love letter um to everyone you know that there's good there's highs there's lows but it's going to be all right was kind of the the message there cool awesome awesome so everybody that's listening go please go ahead and pre-order your (laughs) copy now and and i i I think it's at rumblebreakers.com you can pre-order yeah. it, yeah, yeah. So go there. They got T-shirts, they got hoodies, uh, they got uh, like a like a package, right? Package deal where if you spend like 150, you get the album, the CD, right. the, the clothes cool. too, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. all in one to go, which is awesome. So I'm still waiting for mine. So we got some bundles. There you go. Yeah. I think the pre-orders and maybe before this airs, I think the 23rd okay. of July. Okay. Um, yeah. On the or at least on the exclusive on the color vinyl, and I think after that it's black vinyl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Um, it's also it. four exclusive songs on the vinyl that won't be d- Ooh. released digitally. Ooh, nice. so I'm getting some, some new stuff. Yeah. 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 Can't wait so only you can hear it. So I know that Meta told me to get our dead names. We would have to go to Twitter and ask. Oh them. yeah. 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 But but are we allowed to get our dead names now? Or do you, or do right we have second? to? Oh, off yeah. the top of my head, that puts me on the spot. First That's really hard. Question, <laughs> uh, James and myself, go. Well, I'm gonna. Our dead. Name. Blake and James. <laughs> Blake and James dead. That's good. That'll work. Uh, no. like <laughs> Blake and James <laughs> dead. I like Robert. it. I love it. I love it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to do the dead name thing. I think that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a really it's it, and I think it's a really cool way for you to kind of like interact with your fans yeah. too. Yeah, um, yeah, and, it uh, it's kind of make you feel involved, and yeah, that's just that's a really cool thing. When, when I heard that on the interview um, with the whole Twitter thing, I was like, "Oh, that's that's just so cool." I, yeah. I really yeah. admire you guys for doing that. That's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, some I some I can come up with pretty quickly, and others um, for whatever reason, multiple reasons. But like, I take longer. Sometimes, like if I know they really need a really good one, and I just I don't yeah. want to get it wrong, right, but I yeah. kind of I sweat it a little bit. Yeah, and then you know, other times I some people's uh, like social media presence is like like say with Twitter, they're still just an egg. I've got nothing to work with. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I need what? something. So I have to like wait for them to tweet some more or like some yeah. more things yeah. for me to start like getting a yeah, picture right. together. But yeah. to name them. Sure. <laughs> cool. Well see I, I find it very uh fun that y'all interact with your fans because there's so many demands that don't do anything for the fans, you know, they just you know want to get money and that's it. But uh that's crazy to me. Yeah, but I but I um Look at your some um I guess um blog posts on your dead on your um the dead dead YouTube channel and it seems like oh, yeah. like like y'all have so much fun with the fans after the show and before the show yeah that's, that's amazing we to do. me yeah. yeah 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 when we have time I mean they're 
they're our friends. Like we've, we've become friends. We've, especially at this point, it's been years and years. We've known each other. We've seen each, sure. each other through stuff right. yeah. uh, and helped each other with things and collaborated, you know, and all, all different kinds of stuff. So, right. yeah. yeah. Cool. So you got the new album coming out. Um, what else is in the, in the works for you guys? Do you have any big tours planned or anything else um, big going on? It, this it'll probably be announced. I'm not going to say it because I still don't want to jinx it. I think we're announcing something in a few days. Yeah. <laughs> I trust you guys, but um, I yeah. just. Well, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, there's no need to tell us right now. We're we'll find out when everybody else does, you know. But it's yeah. looking like we'll be doing some touring um, in September and October, so that's coming Ooh. up soon. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Uh, but we are doing, uh, I can say we, we've got a show in Chattanooga and in Huntsville around the 20th. Um, and I forget which days off the top of my head, but we'll be announcing those also. We've got a really cool poster um, yeah. also that's been designed and created by a dead core member, 3D Dead. Nice. Um, cool. and, and so, yeah, once we get that finalized, we'll be posting that and gathering everybody <laughs> um, yeah. for some rock shows. Yeah. That's uh that's more information than than we got from Elias from Nonpoint. Oh really? Oh, he's uh, yeah. We, we had him <laughs> on great. and uh, we were like, so yeah, what what, what you guys got got going on? And well, he's, he's like, like you gotta wait till Monday, man. And I was like, what? Like, Monday. <laughs> that's funny. And I saw they just they're they're doing some dates with Seether and yeah. like more. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny, Elias. I follow him on Instagram. We kind of we interact sometimes yeah. and keep in touch. But we were on. I think it was Shiprocked with them, and um, I got to do. They do a thing on Shiprock called the Stowaways, where the members of the bands that are there, and they bring in some extra members of bands that aren't there, like oh, cool. some extra star power, and yeah. they do a round of covers. And there's a covers night. And it has become over the years like one of the most anticipated parts of Shiprock between, you know, you've got Breaking Benjamin or, you know, whoever, like Hailstorm headlining it. That's awesome. And then the next thing yeah. everybody wants to do is see the stowaways. Um, cool. And so I got to do Bulls on Parade. Nice. Raging at the scene. Oh, I got man. to do that with Elias singing it. And cool. it, Oh, my God. That's so amazing. It was, yeah. it was so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. For sure. So, oh, cool. um, before uh, Blake asks you the the uh, the last question, I gotta I gotta I'll tell you something. Uh, okay. I I personally want to thank you and Meta and and uh, and McQueen for making music because this is true. This, this isn't you know bullcrap. Okay. So, um, at twelve forty five last night, right? I was looking on the internet and I. You know, wanted to listen to y'all, y'all music before y'all you come in, you came in, because that's what I do for every every guest I have, right? So mm -hmm. I found a song, uh, um, Santa uh, beams me up, um, yeah, the, yeah, the Christmas song, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody loves Christmas. I know this guy right here does, right? But <laughs> yeah, uh, when I was Christmas that's right. Yes, <laughs> yes. So um, that's on the live album for anybody who's who's listening. A great, great album, anyway. Um, but uh, la last night when I was listening to it, I had to, I had to, like, I, I full fledged cried throughout the whole song, you know. Oh. And uh, and that, I, I, and I never ever did that, you know, before. And wow. uh, I just wanted to thank you and uh, Beta and uh, and and uh, McQueen for that because oh. that that song re re reminded me of my uncle. Who passed away recently, 
Mm. And he was a great dude. And, and, and every Christmas, we went to his house. So, I mean, yeah, that's just a, that's just a magical song for me. Mm. And I wanted to, you know. And that was a live. Mm. That was a dead court. It was a big dead court gathering. We actually okay. did that on Halloween. Right, yeah. Um, the big Halloween mm. show here in Nashville. And a lot of dead court traveled in. Yeah. Um, and it was that was a very special show for us. But we knew... When we were recording it, we knew we were going to turn it out in time for Christmas. And so we were like, we're going to perform this Christmas song on Halloween. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because um, no, uh, when I started listening to it the first time, I'm like, oh, no, we're, you know, what is this feeling I'm having? You know, and like I didn't, you know, so I cried the first time, right? I I went in the other room, uh, did something, came back in. I'm like, that can't happen twice, right? Lo and behold, <laughs> listening to the same song again. And guess what? It happened again. I cried oh, for, man. Six, for six minutes straight, man. Yeah, I, it's 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 amazing now. <laughs> music, you know, touches your soul. Um, yeah. yeah. So thank you again for for making music, and you know that can help me and you know with my depression and everything. But well, that means a lot. Uh, uh, but what we want to know from you right now is, um, of course, this this podcast is called When the Words Fail, Music Speaks, and I just you know. And music talk to me with your song, but is there a, a song uh, right now that you that that you can think of that uh, you can listen to it once, twice, a million times, but you can't tell anybody how it makes you feel? Wow. Yeah. Um, it's hard. Well, it, it's hard because what I do when I run it, when I land on a song like that, is I wear it out, <laughs> and yep. so it doesn't. So they don't. It doesn't. There's not a lot of songs that hold a lot of that kind of power for me. Um, but I don't know. I, there's some Leonard Cohen songs that are like that and some Prince songs. I think those are the first that come to mind. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sometimes I, I, it's for stuff you know, that needs to pass through. So he's like, you, yeah. you, you need to get through that. So then right, you do. Right. <laughs> yeah. It seems like we've all got like our, our, our songs that we throw on when it's just, you know, one of those days. Um, yeah. You know, I know James and myself both have times like that, or even albums that we just wear out when we're just like, oh, I'm in one of those moods. And I'm just- the last time that happened, though, there's a song, and I think it's by George Jones. It was a country song that came on the radio. Um, yeah. And it's something about, um, what is it, like the roses are pretty this year? And he's like... Sure. I know James is, is more of a george jones fan than i am it's something about like you would have loved the roses this year or something okay and it's just it's like his wife has died but then turns out she didn't like after i then i Uh, listened to it more i was like that's not she just left which isn't quite as sad as uh, what made me cry (laughs) i thought she had died and it was simply a divorce or i think i might be mixing that up but yeah it was basically it's him he's he's sitting like in the kitchen looking out the kitchen window and thinking about how much she would have enjoyed the the roses in bloom this year <laughs> and i just just immediately roses. i was just like <gasps> driving it made me a good year for the roses i i, I did a little that, search that's it. Yeah, that's okay it. there we go okay. all right so everybody go listen to that and cry <laughs> or, and, don't. Uh, don't, or don't cry at all let us know how many boxes of fish don't, you went through. Don't listen to that behind the wheel. No. Yeah. No. We don't want you to get an erect, you know. But, yeah, um, yeah. Not um, good. Then they'll blame us for it, so. Yeah. yeah. yeah anyway. We, we don't have any money to sue us with, you know, so. 
Yeah, we, if you guys are looking to get money from us, it won't happen. So, uh, well, I honestly thank you very much for coming on the show, and yeah. I and uh, this point in time, I do think you all are the greatest fan in history now. Oh my um, goodness! No, I mean you, know, you, you need can, to listen to more music. No, 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 no. I do, I do. So okay, so Metallica was, was my favorite band in history, and now they're dethroned because of the Dead Deads. Wow! Wow! Because I mean, no one, no other song made me feel that way. Oh yeah, um, no other song made me feel that way. And you know, I'm, I'm going to say thank you again because I know that's that's redundant now. But I mean, wow. truly, yeah. So um, thank you. If any of our listeners want to go, want to uh, uh, catch up on the Dead Deads, uh, they can catch Daisy Dead right here uh, on, <laughs> on Instagram under Daisy underscore Dead. They could go to the deaddeads.com and mm-hmm. uh, purchase uh, their, a bundle of their album, um, Tell Your Girls It's All Right, under rumblebreakers.com. Uh, they are on, uh, she is on Twitter. Now, I got to ask you about this, okay? So, so your handle is, is M.M. Tortuga, right? Uh-huh. Are you, a, are, are you a, like a Pirates fan? Because <laughs> Tortuga no, is um... No, that's like a a nickname, um, at Tortuga, and it's because I'm very slow. Oh no, <laughs> it's an old nickname. I've had that Twitter since like '09, so that's pre that's pre Daisy pre band. Because okay. I thought um, that was like a like a Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, the Tortuga, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. We're we're big cool. Pirates of the Caribbean fans, so when you said that, I was like, maybe, maybe there may be a connection maybe. there. Maybe. <laughs> Well, cool. Yeah, thank you, Daisy, for coming on the show. This is uh, this has been great. Um, we enjoyed having you on, um, and uh, well, uh, maybe we'll have you back on at some. Yes, point. please come I'd back. Be yeah. to you. I'd be happy back. to. Yeah. Well, no, thank you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. And, and we might be seeing you soon. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yes, because uh, I'm, I'm dying to meet you, and uh, you know, yeah. Just thank you again. <laughs> no, like, yeah, yeah, because um, yeah, I, I, um, now here's a question about um, your um, your booker books the shows, or do you all tell tell them where where you want to go, or like how does that work? It depends. Um, yeah, we sometimes um, yeah, he he sometimes we can make things that like we can say we want to do a show here or there but a lot of times a band at our level anyway it's it's about like getting on someone else's tour and so those that's already figured out like where and when and then it's just like you guys want to come yeah (laughs) here's where we're gonna here's where we're going and and so that's that's how that happens well y'all should be headlining tours i'm serious i'm dead (laughs) i'm dead serious give give us a few more months yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's don't no forget that happens and then uh yeah. <laughs> yep. Fingers oh, crossed. There you go. There you go. Well, awesome. thank you so much for coming on and uh yeah, we would definitely love you to have you back. And well, uh, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Take care. Everybody <laughs> go check out the dead deads. Yes. Woo! Yes. Woo! <laughs> Bye.